0: I'm Brendan McCormack and welcome to the Perth Fit Fan Podcast, where you get to hear from the best thought leaders and change makers from across the Perth fitness scene. In today's episode, we'll be catching up with a friend of mine for the past 13 years, Jake O'Driscoll. Jake has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He also has 12 years experience in the fitness industry. And on top of that, he runs a BJJ school of his own, Essence Jiu-Jitsu in Belmont. If you love what we do, then you could become a supporter of Perth Fit fan by joining our fan subscriptions on Facebook and gain access to exclusive content, discounts on merch, and more. And make sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher for your chance to win a Perth Fit Fan shirt, which will be given away at the end of every show. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Sure just gets behind the camera, but it's cool because it makes it like raw. Yeah, yeah. And people love watching the videos as well. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. And I just enjoy it. When she's some good fun. Awesome. I think that's off. All right, on podcast 023 or twenty-three. Just to be safe. Jaco Driscoll, a friend of mine that I've known since you were fifteen years old.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time, man. How old are you now? Twenty seven, I'm twenty eight in July. So oh, yeah, nearly 12, 13 years.
0: That's crazy, man. So yeah. tell us like um, tell us a bit about your background in the fitness industry. You've been you've been in the game for a long time.
1: Yeah, I started obviously been pretty much involved in sport my whole life since I was little. Uh gone to the fitness scene in Perth when I was maybe 14, 15. My dad used to be the CEO of Nutrition Systems. Your
0: dad was my boss? Yeah, he
1: was. That's right. <laughs> uh, so he was the CEO of obviously the biggest distribution company in the country. Um, so he got me involved. I used to clean the gym to begin with, the uh, Flex, flex is Fitness. Is that how you get yeah, yeah, back, uh, back when Flex Fitness yeah, was in I st- I started. Yeah, so now all that equipment is actually in the brand new Doherty's. So, it a bit is. of a nostalgic, nostalgia there.
0: Have you trained there yet?
1: No, I haven't. No, I haven't Haven't been there. I don't really lift too many weights, man. I'm as big as you. but You know what the um,
0: crazy thing is though? Because I trained on that, yeah, 13 years ago, I trained using that gear. And I've done a few sessions there. And I love to jump on the machines that I used to use. Yeah. And they're still in the still, same order. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they
1: picked them up, man. So, they, they, don't, they don't age at all. So I uh, started there and then went into the warehouse. I used to put labels on, uh, on products. So I started doing that. And then we opened some stores. And jumped in the stores, and then it uh, just took off from there, man. So, yep. yeah.
0: So I uh, spent most of your time in retail uh, on the road as wholesale. So a lot of people out there would know you from, especially the subs industry as well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Just finished up as a rep uh, a couple of weeks ago, so I was on the road for a, a couple of years, visiting stores and 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 pushing brands out there. So that was a good experience. Obviously, getting to know a lot more people, visit a lot more gyms, um, visit a lot more stores, things like that. Um, and then obviously been doing jiu-jitsu for a long time too, man. So, you yep. know, a few people in the jiu-jitsu scene.
0: And that's what we want to chat about today. So, um, uh, you're a black belt uh, in BJJ uh, yourself. Obviously, you spent a lot of time in the fitness industry. But um, it was a couple of weekends ago uh, when UFC was on. Yep. And you touched base and you said, you know, you'd love to. And I've wanted to do this podcast anyway, just to have a chat with you. Yeah, yeah. Except you mentioned something about chatting to people about. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a, as a form of fitness. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And um, I thought it would be cool, especially now um, uh, with the new Gracie. Yeah, Kron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Kron Gracie, who's yeah. now into the UFC. Yeah. Um, first of all, what impact do you think that's going to have on BJJ? Having, obviously, a Gracie, if people don't know, the BJJ was begun by the Gracie exactly, family. Yep. And when you guys get a black belt, you, you go through a lineage, which essentially stems from them. So it's Yeah,
1: it's yeah really- pretty much. Well, I mean, 90%, 95% of lineages will come from the Gracie family. So we all pay respect to them in, in regards to teaching the art and, and bringing it to the world. Um, obviously, Kron yesterday had his successful debut in the in the UFC with a beautiful rear naked choke, which is probably the, the most effective submission in all of jiu-jitsu, MMA. Um, it's going to be huge, man. There's going to be a lot of new members at jiu-jitsu schools over the coming few weeks and months, which is going to be good, hopefully come down to Essence. But um, it's big, man. I used to follow Kron. Kron was my favorite jiu-jitsu competitor coming up through the ranks. He just had a real basic style. Um, he always went for the kill. He didn't try and play points. He's always looking for the submission. Um, he's just a real humble, laid-back kind of guy, man. So, having him in the UFC now, look, he's marketable. Uh, like you, you were mentioning off off podcast, he's you know he's got the looks, he's got the attitude, he's got the skills, obviously. Um, so it's going to bring back a real grappling focus to MMA, which is I'm really happy about, and then it'll be something different. So
0: yeah, it was pretty epic to watch. It was just so textbook for him as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. yeah even at yeah. the end of it, they MMA. said, "How do you feel?" He's
0: like, "I do this every day."
1: Yeah, well, my partner actually made a, a comment that he looks nervous, but they actually call him Ice Cream Cron because of how cool he is under pressure. Uh, growing up, as Hickson's son. For those that don't know, Hickson is arguably the greatest jiu-jitsu or MMA fighter ever. He's had an undefeated record. Everybody will say that's ever role with Hickson that he's just unbelievable. He does things that other people don't do or can't do. Um, so, having that pressure that that's your father, you know, he's dealt with that from a young age. So, he knows what it's like to have the Gracie name or uh, the, the Hickson name on him. So, he was super cool under pressure, executed his game plan and just took him out early. So,
0: and it was good to watch. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing BJJ? Like, and why did, why did you start?
1: Yeah, cool. So this is probably my, coming up to my ninth year, end of this year will be nine years. Um, I actually started because I was doing a lot of boxing and, and kickboxing for football. I was playing uh, waffle football at the time. I was playing for the Colts. Were you waffle level? Yeah. So I was playing for the Colts and I, at that age, 17, 18 years old, everybody thinks they're going to get drafted. So I was one of them. Thought, you know, I'll play for West Coast or something and I'll just play football for the rest of my life. Didn't get drafted. Um, told I wasn't fit enough, so I was like, "Okay, I need to get fitter." How to get fitter? Boxing and kickboxing is a great way to get fitter. Um, I was boxing, and then someone told me, "You know, you should do jiu jitsu. You should roll with. You should roll with someone. It'd be really good to transfer over from football." So I uh, I rolled with someone, and it was a, a, a small guy to begin with, and I was like, "I'm gonna." I mean, I'm not a big guy myself, but I was like, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> I play football, you know, I'm, I'm aggressive. Like, yeah. And he just towered me up. And in five minutes, he submitted me countless times. And I knew from then, that's the I wanted to do. I actually quit that day. Didn't go back to, to the Perth Demons. It was like, I'm not playing again. No. So my family was a bit upset. They thought I was a quitter. You know, you stopping football because you didn't get drafted. You know, you're having a silk. And I was like, no, this is what I want to do. I want to do jiu-jitsu. Like, this is amazing. So I did that. Within three months, I competed at the state titles, told everyone I was going to win, you know, win the states. Like, this is the start of my journey. And I got smashed. I lost in like 30 <laughs> seconds. I had maybe the most people have ever come to watch me, maybe 30, 40 people there to watch me. And yeah, I lost in like 40 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds. And I was shattered. But it just it ignited something in me. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So now looking back, you know, my family is a big part of my school now, they visit, you know, my mum's here picking my daughter up all the time. Looking back now, we're like, Yeah, you did know it. But at the time it was just something I felt like I wanna do this for the rest of my life. So Yep. Um so that's pretty much how I got started and, and here we are. So <laughs>
0: Um, when you start, when you when you did start, because a journey to a black belt is it just re- requires so much discipline in itself, mm-hmm. which is what I want to go through because I find it very interesting. Yeah. Um, so when you started, you, was that like a goal of yours? Like- yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for different reasons though. Like the black belt symbolizes different things, and for me, I've always been a competitor. I love to compete. You know, if you put Uno down in front of us now, I'm going to try and beat you. you know, that's <laughs> just how I am. So for me, being a black, wanting to get my black belt wasn't. At the time, so much about, you know, being better than someone or showing that I'm a higher rank than someone or anything like that. It was giving me the ability to compete against the best guys in the world. Yeah. Because when you're at the at a black belt level, you're, you're competing against the best. And that's what I wanted to do. So, I dedicated as much time as possible to get my black belt as fast as possible so I could go up against those guys. Yeah. And I'm at that stage now where I get those opportunities and will continue to get those opportunities. And that's what I want to do. So... Um, that's really why I wanted to get my black belt. Um, and why, you know, I, I tried to fast track it as much as possible. Um, now I have a school and I have students The black belt means something different to me. It Mm -hmm. means an opportunity to help change people's lives. As you said, help them get fitter and healthier. And, uh, self-defense is a massive aspect. You know, I can help people that maybe never want to compete in their life, but they want to be able to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, now the black belt means a little, something a little bit different to me, but it's probably my biggest achievement outside of obviously having my daughter. So, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Do you think that comes with maturity as well because you're a bit older, like De- nine years down the track?
1: Definitely, man, definitely. So when I was younger, I was obviously being a young boy full of testosterone. You, you're, you're out and about and you, you're doing things you probably shouldn't do. <laughs> um, so definitely now that I started teaching from a young age too. So one of my instructors at the time, uh, had to It took a job opportunity in another country, and I was teaching from when I was maybe 22 years old. So you're teaching grown men, you're teaching adults, grown women who have, you know, jobs, full-time jobs, life problems, which, you know, I'd never encountered before. So you get that kind of weight and pressure on you straight away, and you learn to deal with those situations. So now, you know, it's, it's second nature to me to, to help people and things like that.
0: Um, So, nine years is a pretty long time, but that's a short time for someone to get a black belt, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So, they say between eight to 10 years is average, but it can be a lot longer, 10 to 15. It also depends on what you're doing. So, like I said, I'm a very active competitor. I was very lucky to get a lot of opportunities early on in my jiu-jitsu career where I got to travel and live in the States for a long period of time just doing jiu-jitsu. So, that fast-tracked my development. And then... Every coach I've had, I've also worked on a very personal level with them. So, in what I mean by that is, I practically live at their house constantly, asking them questions, asking them to train. So, if I could only train twice a day or once a day, I was giving everything in those sessions. So, that fast tracked my progression because I'm always doing it. You yep. know, if you're only doing jiu-jitsu two or three times a week as a hobby, then that will expand. Yeah. Uh, it will take a lot longer. Um, by eight years, I got to just just after eight years so it, it was pretty quick but um yeah it, it was good
0: it, it was. so what disciplines involved with getting a black belt because that's that's quite a bit of period of time to stay focused on something to stay disciplined so what what's what was involved for you and what hurdles did you have to overcome
1: yeah well you spot on man discipline's probably the biggest one making sure you're always at training making sure you're always doing the right things to uh improve every day so Uh, I always set small goals and large goals um, and I'm always super goal focused. So that definitely helped me because I knew where I wanted to be. I just uh, had to take the steps to get there. So missing training for, I, I don't call them sacrifices because this is what I've always wanted to do. But, you know, when I got to a point where I got really serious with my jiu-jitsu, I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out. I'd miss lunches. I'd miss birthdays. I'd miss these things. To me, they're not sacrifices because this is what I love. Mm -hmm. But those things happen, you know. So, um, it's things like that that you're going to need to do. You're not going to be able to eat pizza every day if you want to (laughs) make weight and compete. Yep. You know, I'm addicted to to sour worms. I love sour worms. But (laughs) I can't eat them every day if I want to make weight. So, it's small things like that that you need to keep on track with to to progress a lot faster and asking questions that's my biggest one you know i will seek out the answers everywhere if i don't know something i'm not going to turn around and pretend i don't know it and fake it till you make it no i'm going to ask hey brenda i don't know this can you show me to me it doesn't matter what color your belt is you Mm. know if we do we're going to train after this and if shell doesn't move her moves a body that i haven't seen in a way i'm going to ask her why she did that and i'm going to find out why you know what i mean so Jiu-jitsu is one of those sports that you can train with the best in the world. So Kron, if you really love Kron, go to his school. Pay mm-hmm. the casual fee. You get to train with him. I guarantee it. Like, he'll let you train. Mm-hmm. It's where I have so much access to these great people that we need to use them, you know? So if I know someone's really good at a certain move, I'll hit them up on Instagram. They yep. may or may not reply. It's up to them. But I'm going to try to find out or I'm going to study as much as I can to get better
0: who's some of the biggest names that you've reached out to that I got back to you
1: well I was pretty lucky again like Admiral Barboza uh, took me under his wing from a young age he was a legend he actually beat Cron 11-0 in a okay. jiu-jitsu competition um, so straight away I had him you know he's a legend on the sport he introduced me to a lot of uh, other great competitors Robert Drysdale was a huge name he won ADCC mm-hmm. um, I spent a lot of time with him he'd drive me to and from practice he'd let me train in his gym He t- he helped me out a lot as well um, Lachlan Giles and Craig Jones are two names Australian guys who are mm. probably the best in the world right now if from Australia um, you know me and Craig competed against each other when we were purple belts and he's blown up now yep. but he's still the same Craig yep. you know he would send me a message after a comp or I'll send him a message and he'll respond to me and then I'm very lucky that you know Will Diaz is uh, a world class black belt in Perth Yes, so I actually pay him for private lessons mm-hmm. um, to get better you know, so he's another one. He only lost twice last year to the guy that won worlds. Okay. So he literally lost to the guy that was the world champion twice. Yep. So he's on that level. So straight away I'll be like, Man, this is not working for me. What do I need to do? Or we go to our session once a week or once a fortnight, whatever it is, I'm like, this isn't working. Yeah. So you've got to let the ego go and you gotta if you wanna get better, you just you've gotta ask the right questions and be prepared to let the ego go.
0: Do you think that the humility um, uh, comes from the discipline of martial arts?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so, man. But like you said, I think it comes with maturity and I have an obsession with getting better. So that's where it comes from, you know. I think if you shut yourself off, not just in Jiu-Jitsu, but in anything you want to learn, and you only learn from one, like one textbook, let's say, you're not going to learn everything about that subject, you know, because there's 10 other books that are written in a different context that you could take from as well. Mm. So I think being open all the time, yeah. Is what you know, helps you fast track and helps you get better because you're always absorbing information. Mm. You know, so you had Luke on the podcast the other day. His style of content creating might be a little bit different from somebody else. But that somebody else might have taken one note from Luke's podcast mm. and that's going to help them get better. That's what I look for, man. Every day, something that's going to make me get better that day. Yep. you know a decision that's going to make me get better that day it might be putting the sour worms down cuz i'm too close <laughs> to weight yep. it might be you know asking a question it might be uh, putting myself in a bad position while training you know whatever it is like i'm you know being prepared to do it mm.
0: so with the disciplines that you learned to achieve a black belt how is that a, how's that rolled over into your everyday life How um, how's that help you become who you are yep. and how can people glean from from that as well how can they apply apply that into their daily lives
1: yeah so taking a black black uh, getting a black belt like we said takes a long time so patience is a big one you know so um, straight away working in the sup industry you're going to have days where everything's going well and you're going to have days where things aren't going well you're going to meet so many different people that you can't treat everybody the same you've got to treat everybody as individuals mm-hmm. we have that when you come to jiu-jitsu yep. I'll have 20 people in my class one's a lawyer one's a prison officer they're two completely different people yep but they're sharing the same mat and they're trying to get the same goal. So being able to v- diversify in that regard uh, definitely helps. You know, patience. I'm toilet training my daughter at the moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a difficult process at the moment because she's extremely intelligent and she knows what she has to do, but she decides not to. Yep. So having patience and, not, and making sure that she um, understands, you know, that we're not angry at her when she does things. that We're just trying to... Help her improve as well. So, um, you can take so many different aspects from jiu jitsu if you open your mind when you step on the mat and let it come to you.
0: Yeah, as yeah. good answers. Now, from a fitness standpoint, because um, when we when we spoke through a message before and we we spoke about doing a podcast. And I said, like, combat sports, it's kind, of on, it's kind of on the edge. It's not the core of what we do. Um, and you actually sent a really, really good response back, which was almost like you did a judo move to my comment, <laughs> um, which was about uh, utilizing jujitsu to just help people get, people get fitter yeah, and healthier. Right. So, like, how does that work for, for your members? Like, a, a lot of them serious or do they come just for fitness? And, and what are the modalities that help yeah, someone get fit? Yeah, not at
1: all, man. Like, especially my school being quite young, we don't have a lot of competitors. We got some guys and girls competing this weekend. But I don't promote that we're a competition gym, you know, because um, helping that everyday person is more important to me than making a world-class competitor, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just how I am. So, one of my students tonight will come in, I don't want to butcher this, so I'm just going to say in his mid-60s, yep. but he's in his mid-60s and he's one of the, the fittest blokes I know for his age, you know. Yep. So we tailor everything for the individual when they come in, but we do run active classes. So jiu jitsu will help you with, you know, your your core strength, your balance, um, your hand and eye coordination, um, your strength, your flexibility—all these different aspects of fitness that you might not get from one discipline. We're able to combine it, and then we're able to promote that into the real world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I don't want to like knock anyone other sports, but using powerlifting for an example. Okay, I did a bit of powerlifting. My cousin's a really good powerlifter. So when I do a deadlift, it's going to help my strength and things like that. But if someone attacks me in the street, I'm not going to be able to deadlift them. Whereas Jiu-Jitsu, you might be a hobbyist, but you never know, especially in this day and age, where an altercation or something might happen where you're going to need to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have the ability to get fit, get healthier, uh, you know, lose weight or gain weight, whatever it is you're trying to do, but you could take those skills into the real world and you can use them and adapt them to make sure you know, you're always safe or use them in a stressful situation. You know, If someone's on your back trying to choke you, that's stressful. Yeah. You know? it, it's, it's, it's not an easy place to be. Yep. But if you can get comfortable in those situations and you learn to breathe and you learn to, okay, I'm okay here. And you deal with it and you get out and then you get out again and you start to get better. Well, now when your boss is breathing down your neck, hey, finish this report <laughs> by two o'clock and it's one30 you relax, yeah. Because I, I I've been here, you know. I've been in these situations where it's difficult, and I can overcome, you know. So jiu jitsu really helps from like what I've learned from the, all the sports I've done in that regard too.
0: Yeah, I find it. I, I kind of compare it to a life skill uh, like swimming. Yes. So most Australians learn swimming at a young age. Yeah. And me. Yeah, yeah, you I, didn't learn no, swimming. I can't swim. I don't think that she'll learn swimming either. Yeah, I can't swim. sorry she did Um, so uh, a lot of us do and it's a life skill like you go down to the beach if something happens you're able to defend yourself from that Um, so I never learnt um, martial arts or or fighting and and it's something like now in my 30s I look back and I'm like man that would have been not like I want to go out and get into fights but like you're saying if something happens you you have a sense of confidence that you know what to do yeah
1: exactly so we we were talking about this off podcast again about Uh, You know, my family. So my my partner trains and my daughter trains as well. Now she's only two and a half, but she can do eight to ten jiu-jitsu moves. And Mm -hmm. I get it all the time because I compete a lot. Like, are you going to make her compete? You know, is she going to be a fighter? She She can do whatever she wants to do. But she learns jiu-jitsu so that if she ever has an altercation as a female, she can defend herself. You know, I don't care if she competes or not. She can do – it doesn't bother me. But she's getting those skills from an early age that – you know, bullying is rampant these days. Yeah. You know, juice is going to help with bullying and not in the f- terms of, again, attacking someone, but being able to understand why someone's attacking you and deal with it. Um, again, not just in a physical sense, but being able to calm yourself and understand that maybe you're not the problem. Maybe they've got their own issues going on and you can walk away from it, giving you those opportunities to do that. So, again, learning from a young age or even now, man, like starting in your 30s is not a bad thing. I get that question all the time. I'm too old to start. I'm too unfit to start. You know, I need to stop eating chocolate or something like that. You know, no, you don't. Just come down. You know, you'll find naturally those things will start to happen the more you do jiu-jitsu because Mm -hmm. you'll find that, okay, I ate that big pizza the night before. You didn't get to train as well as you wanted to. And (laughs) Shell tapped you out or submitted you when usually she doesn't. So straight away you'll be like, I'm not letting that happen again. So when you go to eat that big pizza before training again, you're like, no, I'm going to put that down because Cheryl was going to submit me. So you know, there's so many examples I could give of, of different aspects of G jitsu being good for your life.
0: Yeah. I think it, like I said, I think it's a great life skill and I'm, I'm one of those couch UFC viewers where Mm. I I got into UFC through Joe Rogan and Conor McGregor. And, um, you gotta say like guys like that really helped, not like it wasn't exploded, but guys like myself, it helped gain an interest to where I'm at a point where I'm like, Hey, I would actually love to learn how to do that. Yeah. So obviously I spent a lot of time doing CrossFit. Yeah. So for a hundred percent of our, 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 audience is going to, do some form of fitness, so and, and I know that you do multiple as well. So, how would you incorporate jujitsu or a martial arts into your current training?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty good question, man. In terms of depends what kind of sport you're doing. If you're doing like a heavy strength sport or a, uh, like powerlifting or weightlifting or something like that, you know, jujitsu is going to help with your conditioning and your flexibility. You know, so you don't have to do five six days a week to. Um, to do Jiu-Jitsu. You can do one session a week. You know, we have a powerlifter down here that only does Mondays and he's found it's helped with his flexibility and his mobility that his lifts have actually gone up since he started Jiu-Jitsu, you know. Um, If you're into bodybuilding or or fitness modeling or something like that, again, you don't have to get on the stairs for 30 minutes every morning. Yeah. You know, you could do 40 minutes of Jiu-Jitsu. You're going to work a sweat. You're going to work your core. You're going to get a full body.
0: Oh, is it completely gone? Um, that's okay. We'll just cut that out from here. I'll we'll just utilize this. That's fine. Not a problem. Um, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah,
1: so you get a full body workout as well. And then that gives a little variety and again you're learning a skill. You know, you're not just ticking over on the treadmill where okay, you, your your goal is being achieved by doing your cardio, but you're also learning something you can transfer over into real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it fits in everywhere, man. It's just how much you want to do and when. Yeah. You know, so I didn't make that mistake, but I did powerlifting and jiu-jitsu pretty much full-time in both. You know, and I look back on it now and I wish I cut back on the powerlifting and did more jiu-jitsu cuz my goals were jiu-jitsu sp- specific. Yeah. So if someone comes in and tells me, you know, my goals are to be an IFBB pro, how does jiu-jitsu <laughs> fit in? Yeah. Well, do one or two sessions a week. You yep. know, work your flexibility, work certain things when you're in here. Our warm-up has a huge amount of mobility drills. That's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Don't think about how you're going to get your black belt. Worry about that after you've got your IFBB pro card. You yeah. Know? It's just, again, the individual, where they fit in and what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah. I think it's a really important point because I, I do CrossFit and yep. I love that style of training. And there's no way that I would want to drop that. But, and, and so that's where I was at a point looking at ways. Okay. Well, how do I incorporate this in? Yeah. While still doing what my priority of choice would be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is important. Now, um, Jiu Jitsu's mental as much as it is physical right and you're a big reader yeah so what's your favorite books what do you recommend that people must read
1: oh man um the happy equation is actually a pretty good one uh i really like that book just it puts you on a different perspective on things you might not be doing every day um the champion's mind is another really good book that i've read for competition you know it helps you get ready to um to compete um in terms of biographies Michael Jordan's book it's probably the best book I've read okay in terms of a sports star um again his mindset was iron you know mm-hmm. it still is he still can't let it go yeah let well you're talking that, about yeah. wanting to
0: win um you know yeah yeah he was but like he, the he ultimate
1: man so you know yeah. he still can't let it go you know that he'll have a kid in the NBA break one of his records and he's like well I've won six rings like he, he still can't let it go to this day. So, he's the ultimate competitor. Yep. So, that book is really good, man. Um, they're probably my top three that I, I read. I've read them quite a few times. I always go back to them.
0: The Happiness Equation, Champion's Mind? Yeah.
1: and then Michael. Is that
0: specific? Is that a jiu-jitsu author or is that just… No,
1: not at all, man. So, the Champion's Mind just talks about… Uh, it's literally just paragraphs on different sports stars or um, people that have, have done amazing things in terms of their own sport um, and just how to deal with different stressful situations you know so that was one of my big things and still is with competing um i stress myself out a lot and i beat myself mentally before i go out there which is huge you know if you already don't think you're going to win you're probably not going to win yeah you know so that really helped me deal with those kinds of things um and the happiness equation was just little things man like a lot of times when you come home from a stressful day at work you probably think you're fine but you're Portraying negativity towards your family that you don't know you're doing. So if you can start to recognise those things and just be more grateful for what you have, then you are happier. And then, of course, when you're happier, you know more things start to flow, and you start to be um, achieve more goals. So that was just a real big one man there was maybe some sometimes in my life I wasn't as positive as I should have been mm-hmm. especially for where I was yep and that just really helped me put things into perspective so
0: yeah we could we'll make sure that we put all those three in the show link so people can check them out Especially champions' mindset and Michael Jordan. i Well, I'll jump on all three. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, who's your favourite people to follow? Who, who inspires you? And who are your most if you who are your most people? Who are your most favourite people to follow on Instagram?
1: Yeah, cool. So for me, man, it's it's anyone who's good at jiu-jitsu. So okay. I just like to follow guys. Like I'm just obsessed with jiu-jitsu. So MMA fighters too. So so Kron's always a good one. Um, uh, Kit Dale is another one. If you want to look for someone that's really good at jiu-jitsu, Australian guy who's funny. Uh, he's hilarious man so he's really good to follow JT Torres is another name that I, I follow a lot man, I just follow a lot of sports guys to be honest I clean my Instagram up massively from just a lot of crap that was on there yep. and it's just people that keep me focused on what I'm trying to do do you, you find know, it me... makes a
0: massive difference when you do that huge. When you, once you've cleaned up yeah. huge yeah. Man.
1: Like I think I had this conversation with you actually you know I had I'm not big on followers so you know, we had this conversation on Instagram you know if you're talking about doing a podcast with me and we're going to get a million likes. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yep. But I was following maybe 6,000 people and you said to me one day, man, your ratio is terrible. If you've got like <laughs> 2,000 followers and you're following 6,000. That's so bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, whatever, Brad, no, get out of here. I don't care. And then I was like, no, he's probably right. So I just went on a cleaning spree and now I've got probably a 50-50 ratio. Yes. But the people that I kept on were people that either family or friends or people that motivate me. So now if I do scroll Instagram, which I try not to do too much, mm. I'm gonna be hit with something that I'm able to enjoy and it's not gonna put me in a negative set, like a negative light. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I went through my own thing this year. So every year I do a challenge. Yeah. And this year was to get rid of my personal social medias because usually my challenge is something that I hold on to. Yep. Um, so you know, losing the hat last yeah, year yeah. um and this year was social media and one thing I discovered is I'm not spending four hours a day scrolling on meaningless mm-hmm. content. Yeah. I'm not seeing things that I don't necessarily care about. Yeah. Um, but Facebook was a big one for me because I'm not getting notifications from groups. I, yeah, I, yeah. And the thing is, people are like, don't you miss out on stuff? I'm like, yeah, I probably do, but I don't even know that I miss no, out exactly. on it. Yeah, yeah. but But I
1: also find, man, like a lot of my closest friends and the people that I associate with most when I have a, a problem or something, the people I'm going to turn to is what I mean, they're going to contact me. They're going to call me or they're going to text me you mm. know they don't Facebook me or they don't Instagram DM me you know they're going to contact me so a lot of the people that I'm talking to that uh, mean a lot to me they're going to contact me regardless whether I have social media and at the end of the day they don't care how many followers I have you know Ava's Godfather, I don't think he even knows what jujitsu to is. I've never had a Jiu-Jitsu conversation with him in his life yep. But he's one of my best <laughs> friends you know yes. he's a, he like he's the godfather to my daughter so yep. he obviously means a lot to me. But he doesn't care when I win a match. He doesn't care if I lose a match or, you know, how many uh, submissions I got in training or etc. So those kind of people are going to be around regardless, you know. So culling your Instagram to a point makes you obviously see who's still there regardless of what you got too. So it's it's a good thing, man.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's cool. Now, my final question, which I've already asked, and so I already know the spoiler because yeah. I know people are going to ask anyway. Yeah. Um, but with all the hype with um, uh, with Crone, would you ever switch to MMA?
1: Would I switch to MMA? I probably would. Like, I'd probably take a fight if the money was good. Uh, <laughs> I like to fight, man. I like to compete. But my passion is due to. So, yep. yeah, the analogy I use for you is like a CrossFitter competing in weightlifting. You know, yep. they might enjoy weightlifting and like to compete, but they want to get to the CrossFit games. If they went full-time in weightlifting, they're not going to get to the CrossFit games. I mean, yep. some might, but you're still going to have to do some CrossFit. And it's the same with me. If I want to compete against the best guys in the world in Jiu-Jitsu, I can't do MMA. Yep. You know? And you find now as well, the best guys from Jiu-Jitsu who go to MMA, they pretty much stop competing in Jiu-Jitsu. You know, yeah. They'll go fully into MMA. Or the MMA guys will go fully into Jiu-Jitsu. It's very hard to be a crossover athlete. Yeah. And... Especially now, like there's so much um, ability to do well in both sports. Jiu jitsu is growing to a point where you can start making money now, you can start being a full time athlete, um, and MMA is the same if you dedicate the time to it. Hmm. You know, if I get to train three times and two of those are striking and one of them's jiu jitsu, my striking's probably going to get better. My jiu jitsu is probably not going to get better. Yep. But if I can train three day- times a day and I'm doing jiu jitsu, Then my jiu-jitsu is going to get better. Yeah. So maybe, man. If, yeah, if if there's someone out there that wants to pay me a bit of money, I'll take a fight.
0: We'll just do a non-sanctioned Per Fit Fam grudge match. Yeah. That's just for for charity, man. I'll do it for
1: charity. Line me up for someone's charity. I'll I'll do a fight for charity. But uh, besides that, man, I'm pretty comfortable with what I'm doing. (laughs)
0: Um, Last bit of advice for anyone in life or fitness: what would it be? Uh,
1: Just give it a go. Give it a go. One of the biggest things about being a gym owner and doing jiu-jitsu a lot of people are like like i said about being fit or etc or i don't like people touching me or you just have big scary guys in the gym or etc just give it a go like Mm. walk in find a place you're comfortable with maybe your friends there maybe you know the owner maybe there's good reviews on google whatever it is find a place go in there just try it like a lot of people these days will have free trials here at essence we have free class every first class is always free like find somewhere that's comfortable for you and then see how you go. You know? You don't have mm. to commit long long term to it. Yeah. If you don't like it, then you can just switch. You know, yeah. you can go back to what you're doing or try something else. I think that's the biggest thing, man. I think you lose more people by not them not even walking the door mm. than them signing up and then canceling their membership. You know? Once we have people walk in here at Essence, they're like, man, the the culture's really good, the environment's really good. But if you looked at some of our photos, you'd be like they're just big jack guys and they're, you know, they're just, they're going to hurt me, but they're mm. not, you know? So don't get put away, put off by social media and, and photos and things like that. Just go to a place. Yeah. Do a class and, yeah. and see how you go.
0: It's, it's never as they seem. So my advice, because what you just said is literally what I say to everyone, um, particularly when I get asked about CrossFit and they're always, and this is people that come from a fitness background. They're like, um, oh you know, I'm not going to be good enough. Yeah. Um, everyone's you know, everyone's going to be too good I'm not fit enough uh, again coming from fit people um, or everyone's going to be scary yeah. and I guarantee whatever Jimmy go into it's going to have a good culture yeah. like, whether that's your culture fit or not yeah. um, but I always say go check out a few like find one that you go yep I can yeah. see myself doing here just invest like get into it because Mass- you know, I love
1: it and, and I think well, a big part of that too is like Whoever's running the gym, whether it's the head coach or the or the owner or whoever it is, make sure you you connect with them. You know, mm. so like one of the big things for here, like we're obviously inside the infamous CrossFit chamber, probably one of the original CrossFit gyms. Yeah,
0: it is one of the originals.
1: One of the biggest in the in the country and one of the best run. Chad's here every day, man. Chad, the owner's here every day. I watch him work every day. I watch him with every single person. He takes the time to talk to every single person which rubbed off on me with, with my business. But what I mean by that is even if it's your first class, he's going to make you feel like you've been here for two or three years. You know, you if you can find a gym like that, which like you said, a lot of gyms are like that, it's going to make you want to go more. It's going to make you want to be there more. And the results are going to come because you're you're putting the effort in and you're in an environment where you're able to thrive. You know, so if you can find that, that's that's key as well, I think. Being somewhere you you want to be you know if you're go- if you sign up to crossfit and you know you're getting results but you don't want to be there there's going to come a point where you're going to stop
0: oh absolutely you're going to without stop. a doubt yeah but
1: if you go to a place where you love to be there and you're getting results you're going to be there long term
0: yeah 100 you know? um that's awesome if people want to get in contact with you
1: uh instagram i'm on instagram obviously essence jutsu uh come down we're just in belmont so come down for first class is always free um, hit me up. I teach privates as well. So if you would prefer to try a private lesson first, we can organise that. Um, we have kids classes, we have women's classes, we have adults classes, um, or Facebook. Jacob just go on Facebook is always good too, man.
0: Wicked. All right, I'll tag you in, Jake. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, man. That's it for this episode. and We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, then make sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher for your chance to win a Perth FitFam t-shirt, which we'll be giving away at the end of every show. And just remember that if you love what we do, then you can become a supporter of Perth Fit Fam by joining our fan subscriptions on Facebook, and you'll gain access to exclusive content, discounts on merch, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned for more of the Perth Fitness scene to come.